What's going on, everyone? I am the father, the husband, the gamer, and the little dog with a large appetite, known to some by his call sign. I'm coming in loud and clear, Breaker Breaker Channel 19. I am call sign Hungry Pup. Today is the 27th of the month, and as we wrap up here in February, I'm here to remind you that there's always time for video games. It's been a while. <laughs> It's been a while, and I can hardly wait to talk to you about video games. But first, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for following me on Twitter. My handle is Jimbo15. That's J1MBO15. My email is callsignhungrypub at gmail.com. It sounds the way it spells. It's spelled the way it sounds. And if you like the music, it is music by Eric Matyas. He is located at www.soundimage.org. This song is called Weird Puzzle Builders. It's been a while, everyone. It is the end of February. I haven't did a podcast in a long while. Too long a while, in fact. So I'm here to to give you an update on my video game playing. It's It's been a crazy two months, I gotta say. it's uh, Last time I talked to you guys, it was New Year's. And I was had a fresh slate as to which games I was going to play this year and which games I was going to skip. Had a lot on my mind. Hadn't really thought through what was coming out, what was going to be new, when I would get a PlayStation 5, and how I would plan out what I would play. But today, I got a couple things to talk to you about. Today, I'm going to bring up my review of Assassin's Creed Odyssey. One thing I did know the beginning of the year was I was playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey and I knew I would finish it this year or else I would be very disappointed. Second thing I got to talk to you about is my Switch playing, my Nintendo Switch, one of my favorite consoles and I have yet to put it down. It's, I play it as a, a uh, consistent thing alongside my PlayStation 4. Always seem to make time for that. And finally, I want to just talk very quickly about planning out my next game and adding to my backlog and I want to as always ask the audience what they think I should do next as I continue my quest to play as many video games as I can whilst I live as an adult without further ado let's talk about Assassin's Creed Odyssey Assassin's Creed Odyssey is of course made by Ubisoft like the other Assassin's Creed games It's a Metacritic score of 83, and it has a user score of 6.4. Now, the last game that I beat was Far Cry 3 on October 19th of of 2020. And I remember right after I beat Far Cry, I started playing my Nintendo Switch. I started playing multiplayer games, in fact. If you listen to my end of the year review for 2020 the fall of last year i played a lot of multiplayer switch games i got into the online multiplayer and i kind of made it a habit as my side game if you will was online multiplayer it was it's really easy to play a game of rocket league while you're playing assassin's creed but i want to focus on assassin's creed Assassin's Creed came out in October of 2018, October 2nd, 
2018, so I'm getting around to it in in November of 2020, so I'm about two years late on this one, which is which is not a problem. I I try to play the games sooner than later. I don't want to wait too long, like I waited with Far Cry 3, although that didn't matter. The genre of Assassin's Creed Odyssey is action-adventure. It's an open-world game, and a very good one, in fact. I played 104 hours, for those that like to count how many hours I put into these games, and, and sure, that's not eclipsing the 200-hour mark that I put into Disgaea 5 last year. But 104 hours is still plenty of time to explore ancient Greece. Odd thing, uh, the, the app I use to track my hours tells me 104 hours. But the save file, of course, keeps track on the game, and that says I've played about 87 hours. By my math, I think somewhere between 87, 90, I guess, in 104 is probably a fair amount that I put in the game. I'm not sure uh, why the... The game only credits 87. Maybe I have the pause screen on while my timer keeps going. So figure somewhere between the 90 and the 104 mark is how long it took me to to get my money's worth, if you will. That's a funny thing to say, in fact, too, because I bought Assassin's Creed Odyssey for about $15 from Best Buy on a Black Friday sale. No, no DLC. But that wasn't a lot of money to pay. And at the same time, 100 and hundred some hours in a game is, is definitely a good investment. So I'm going to talk to you about what I did in the game and what I thought. And let me just say like right up front that this is, this is definitely one of my favorite games. I really, really enjoyed Assassin's Creed Odyssey. It does so many things right. A couple things that come to mind. It feels like when I first played... When I first played the Bethesda game, oh man, Oblivion, I drew a blank. When I first played Oblivion, or and then when I played Skyrim, it has that kind of feeling. And when I played Breath of the Wild, in fact, it has that kind of feeling. It's, it's a, a large, expansive open world with so much to do, so many mechanics, so many distractions, however you want to say it, and it's just very, very deep, and it's polished. When I think of the Bethesda games, not all of them strike me as polished. I mean, when I think of Bethesda, I think of Buggy at this point, and forgive me, I never played Far Cry 4, I mean, I mean Fallout 4, but I have this, I guess, stigma on Bethesda now. I loved Skyrim, I loved Oblivion, but when you play those games now... They feel different. They, the When you first play them, they're immaculate. But when you play them now, you can feel their age. That's not the case with Odyssey. It doesn't even feel like an Assassin's Creed game. Speaking of Bubby, <laughs> the first Assassin's Creed game. <laughs> it doesn't feel like that kind of game. It's, it's, this, is, this is this different genre almost. It's insane. It carries the Assassin's Creed title but it doesn't play or feel like an Assassin's Creed game. It feels it feels more like Skyrim, more like Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild is a Zelda game with very, very polished and painted on uh, cell-shaded graphics. Uh, 
and lots to do and lots of game mechanics and it just showcases the innovation of Nintendo. But Assassin's Creed Odyssey feels like that just because there's so many different things that you can do within the game. It's not it's not the same focused on gameplay like Breath of the Wild is, but it's it's got the same focus on exploration, I would say. Like I, I remember the the adage on Breath of the Wild is see that mountain over there? You can climb it. You can climb anything. Well that's that's what I mean. Odyssey is like that. See that mountain over there? You can climb it. As a matter of fact, there's one thing I'm gonna do before I stop playing this game is I'm gonna go over to that mountain that's that's near Athens and I'm just gonna climb to the top of it because I'm dying to know if something's at the top of it. <laughs> I just didn't get around to it in 104 hours, but make sure I do. So it it is one of the best games I've ever played. It's it's top ten for sure, and as I run through this review, I have it actually between three and five. Which is saying a lot. And the reason I have it between 3 and 5 is because I'm trying out a new tool that I created to measure how much I like games and kind of give them points and and then accumulate and then sum up all the points and decide whoever scores the most points is my favorite game. <laughs> Which and I know you're dying to talk more about that, but let's I'll tell you for now that as the first game I've beaten in 2021, Assassin's Creed Odyssey rounded out to a third on my list. Okay, I know you, you need to know the list now. I've, I've introduced it. So I'm just going to say the number one highest score on my list is Final Fantasy 15, And number two is Horizon Zero Dawn. And then number three now is Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I don't think these are the best three games of all time. I mean, that's a, that's a different list that probably has some of the Super Mario games on it. This is just by my more modern tool that I'm using to the time I played, the amount of achievements I get, it, did I beat the game, and I, just, I created kind of an algorithm that scores points. And Assassin's Creed scored 92.8, which is incidentally third. So, why does it score so high? Okay, let me, let me break it down for you. Start with the characters. I said in my intro to Odyssey in, in November that you right off the bat you have to play be, you have to choose between Alexio or Cassandra. And I picked Cassandra. I uh, used the internet as guidance there and, and I'll just say right off the bat, if any of you have not played this game yet and you're gonna pick your character, pick Cassandra. That was absolutely the right choice. She was an excellent voice actress, just like the internet had said. She was just excellent. Almost as good as maybe maybe as good as Aloy in um in Horizon Horizon Zero Dawn. She she was she was excellent. Um this game takes you through the story of Cassandra and I'm not going to spoil anything about it, but it, it becomes an odyssey. She gets a mission right up front that involves her family and it be kind of comes the you know find you know find your family type of story and and write your odyssey and there is a lot of choices about how it plays out or the illusion of choice i i haven't really looked on the internet yet to see if 
I got a good ending or if there was ways to get bad endings, but it, there was lots of choices within the game, lots of immersion. I think I would even say Cassandra and the role that she played in my story is probably canon. Saying a lot. I would look it up on the internet. I think I think if you choose between Alexio and Cassandra, whoever you pick obviously undergoes a certain story. And if you pick Cassandra, I think that's the intent of the game is that you pick Cassandra and go about the story that way. But I have not confirmed that and feel free to to confirm that for me or, or call me wrong. I am very happy, nonetheless, that I picked Cassandra and did the story a certain way, and I highly recommend that. The characters, every character in the game, from uh, Socrates and Pericles and, and all the people that you meet as you go, great characters, very immersive and very good acting I can't say enough. I remember when I played Horizon Zero Dawn and I and I thought how amazing it was that some of the secondary characters had so much emotion when they gave you these secondary quests. <laughs> I remember thinking, wow, the PlayStation 4 is awesome. I, it's never been like that. Normally it's kind of like when I played Far Cry 3, for example. The older games were just... Hi, can you help me kill 15 dogs in the farm? They're terrorizing my pigs. They're wild dogs, and they're they're terrorizing the, the pigs and trampling my crops. Can you just go kill 15 of them? And it, and it was just very silly the way it would be presented to you, and then you just run out into the farm and you do the quest and get the XP and you come back. Thank you, thank you. I never I never would have had a farm without you. And it was just so silly. And I have to say, Assassin's Creed Odyssey is nothing like that. It has I'll bring back to the good things about Bethesda games again. It has that that feeling of these are real people and they have real problems and you can make big decisions about what happens to them and it's not just a quest anymore. It's it's part of the game. It's it's more story. And I have to say, the way that this game does it, and I'm sure a lot of games are doing this now, but the way Assassin's Creed Odyssey handled the side quest is is really should be the model for games going forward. It's if you're someone who likes story like me, like Hungry Pup, then you have extra story with relevant characters that are already part of the main plot, and it's just adding to their story. And it's optional, but it adds to the story and it makes the game better. That gives you a reason to do the side quests. and gives you a reason to want to keep playing. And it's not just, I'm going for 100%, so I need to go to, and I have to raid all the caves. Like it's there's, there's a lot of reasons to do the side quests. So, And those reasons tie back to the characters. Anyway, let me move on to the gameplay. The gameplay is, in, is another easy one here. Uh, the gameplay, the controls are very easy to use. I like the countering system. I liked sailing the ship. Like I, when last year, I, I was sailing the ship in Windbound, and that was not nearly as fun as sailing in Odyssey. I've heard great things about sailing in Black Flag. I have not played that game, but sailing in Odyssey is phenomenal. 
the, I mean, the first time that I went sailing, just the scenery that you see, it was it was breathtaking. I I would do it just for fun by the end of the game. It adds to the the fun of the exploring too. You can explore by ship, you can explore by horse, you can explore by land, you can be wherever you're doing or why why ever you're doing something. If you see something that looks cool, just go over to it and and it pays you off too. I remember in Breath of the Wild, the you would see something you want to go over there. There just wasn't as much of a payoff. Like ultimately, there was only a handful of things that were truly awesome and and had some kind of big payoff like there was more to the story or there was I'm thinking of the memories for example like if you if I came across a memory in Breath of the Wild without seeing the photograph and and stumbled upon a cutscene that was awesome but most of the time it was just more weapons and and so forth but in this game it, there's sometimes if you go to something that doesn't look like it should be there you get you're rewarded with story and more things that wouldn't have been discovered about the story and the characters and the and the game and the plot unless you went there. And that to me is that is huge payoff. That that is worth so much more than another sword or another shield and, and believe me <laughs> this game is an RPG type game. So there, if you want gear, there's plenty of gear in this world. Gear management uh was at first I thought was gonna be a big pain. But it was really easy to sort that out, and I'll get that in a minute. I'll get to that in a minute. You also have a little hawk companion that really helps with exploring. I thought that was really awesome. What I would say, why the hawk is so good, is because some games, I know Breath of the Wild. I'll bring that one up again. Breath of the Wild did it. Windbound did it. There's a lot of games where you have kind of like a parachute or a parasail type thing. And you, and you jump off a high place and then you can glide and see what's around and explore that way. That was awesome in those games. And Assassin's Creed doesn't have that. But they have the Hawk. And in my opinion, the Hawk's actually better. Because wherever you are in the game, you don't need to find a ledge to jump off to glide. You can press the up directional button and you will go into a bird's eye with your hawk who's already flying above you and that is awesome then the hawk will just go and he you can see all of the map that you're exploring from the hawk's point of view and you can tag things you can tag enemies kind of like in far cry with your camera you can tag treasure chests you can you can tag just random points of interest anything it's it's insanely useful and I found myself doing that a lot. It goes hands in hand with the exploration. So the hawk is a very, very good gameplay element. And and he is a, I would say, a more than enough of a replacement for the the parachute mechanic. You know, Just Cause, I think, does this. Although I didn't get to Just Cause yet. But there's so many games that would just let you glide to see the world. But this this gives you a hawk. So you could always fly no matter where you are. And you could always see the bird's eye view, even if there isn't a mountain to jump off of. And sure enough, you can jump off mountains too if you really want to. <laughs> so no worries there. So sailing and um, exploring and the RPG elements. The other thing about gameplay, I want to make sure I bring up the role-playing game. 
There's plenty of gear. There's plenty of leveling up this time. Most Assassin's Creed games, or all other Assassin's Creed games that I've played, were were just adventure games, action adventure. You hit X to attack, light attack, heavy attack, counter, so on and so forth. But this game now adds RPG elements. So when you're level, when you level up, you get a new ability point, and of course you take that ability point to the ability tree, which is phenomenal in this game. Uh, they, they divide it up into three classes. You can be a hunter, a warrior, or stealth, which is they call the assassin class or assassin branch. And depending how you build Cassandra or Alexios, you can be more of a hunter, better with your bow and arrow. Uh, you can be more of a warrior, which is what I picked, better with uh, just fighting in general. Or you could be better with and the assassin. You can be quieter. You can use poisons. You can be someone who is very good at the stealth takedowns. And that was important to me too. So just a, a quick word about why I chose the warrior build. I chose to focus my RPG mechanics in this game on warrior uh, percent warrior damage. So anytime I used a sword or I actually found like a Thor's hammer looking thing. <laughs> and uh, anytime I would use my melee attacks, I would choose perks that were plus percentage of warrior damage so it would make my melee attacks stronger i i picked abilities like spartan kick and abilities like the the um these uh, this stun electric shock and the shield burst and these things that were just loud when i was in hand-to-hand -hand combat with about five or six guys i made cassandra very strong and I definitely did not look back with Warrior. I went full Warrior build, and I thought that was a good decision. I was pretty efficient in in my damage dealing. I did a couple of Hunter stuff. I do like shooting the bow and arrow, but I find I don't really shoot and fight with my arrow and bow. It's not like the Far Cry games. A lot of games, in fact, I, I try to be the, the snipe them from far away approach. And given that I started this game right after Far Cry 3, I did. I definitely tried to, to snipe them from far away at first, but it just wasn't as fun. And they don't tend to stand still, so instead, I would just. I would kind of hide in the bushes. I did my uh, stealth hunter thing for a while and pick some of them off, but ultimately, when my warrior got strong enough, I would just run in there, guns a blazing, or swords, swords out in, in this game, I should say. And that, that worked very well. And the way it works is when you level up, you get an ability point, you spend your ability point, you level up again, and so on. And when I finished the game, I finished at level 51 is where I'm at right now. And I'll, I'll probably play a little bit more over the next week or so, but 51 is around where I'll end. I have 70% of the achievements, and I have 100% of the beating of the main story, which is expected at this point not anything that special art style uh the water the maps and the mountains the scenery ancient greece is is very fun to explore it's it's one of the best artistic assassin's creed games that there are i would say one thing i really liked about it is some games when you open up the map screen and i'll pick on skyrim and and breath of the wild breath of the wild has uh 
a map screen that's kind of with the with the uh, art style of the game. It's kind of this bluish, if I remember, bluish brownish thing, not very descriptive. And Skyrim was kind of the same. Just it had a little bit of 3Dness to it, but also again not very descriptive. One thing I like about Odyssey is the map is is pretty descriptive. It's it's got texture it, and it looks like you're above above the hawk even. It's just a really cool map screen. And I think that just speaks to the overall art style of the game. It goes that realistic way and it just works. The characters are fluid, the water is fluid, the maps are fluid, the leaves are fluid, the grass is fluid, the animals running around and the environments are realistic, the sounds, the people walking by, it's just polished. Excellent, can't say it enough. And I talked about the quests as I'm kind of winding down on my, my review here. I talked about the quests and uh, some of the ones that I really liked... Um, not to spoil it, but there's there's some there's some uh, there's some different enemies that are very worth playing in this game. Boss type enemies. I didn't expect them to be there, so I'll just hype them up a little bit. Just get ready for some things that you didn't expect to be in the game to be in the game, and then you find them kind of just in your exploration mode. Like you, if you explore, you'll stumble upon these things that just you didn't expect to be there, and it just it just the way it's presented to you or the way it was presented to me just really really worked it was very unique a lot of games like when i play most games i i know what i'm getting into and i played far cry i right off the be the beginning of it i kind of knew what the formula was and i knew what to expect in the game and it was cookie cutter from there when i played ghost of tsushima even with that um the duels were awesome but i knew what to expect uh when i played assassin's creed odyssey and even even though it was my like sixth or seventh Assassin's Creed game, it was amazing how little I knew what to expect. There's these these enemies that I encountered was awesome, and the way that you fight them was awesome. Um, I discovered a new place that I didn't expect to discover, which was amazing. And I love the way that I found it. I just sailed there, and I saw something weird, and you know I went. I followed my instinct, and sure enough, it became a quest, and then I took on that quest, and sure enough, it became a huge payoff to the story, so that was that was awesome. Not many games do things like that. And, of course, the side characters, like I said before, feel like main characters. So even things when you one of your main characters is part of the plot line and then is not anymore, then they give you a side quest, and then when you, even things like attack hunting lions and bears become worth it it's it pays this game pays off so much and that brings me like of all the things that i've said i loved about this game that brings me to my last point which is the main story and that's typically my most important thing about a video game and incidentally i would say the main story in this case is the weakest <laughs> part of assassin's creed odyssey and that's amazing to me because I've played, of all the Assassin's Creed games that I play, and I'll just really quickly run through them for you. I played the original in 2007, Assassin's Creed 2 in 2009, Brotherhood in 2010, Revelations in 2011. So four games, and this is my fifth. I know I said six or seven earlier, but this is my fifth 
Assassin's Creed game. And the story of the previous four were all very, very good. And if you've played any of the games, you know the story of the Animus, you know the story of history, and the Templars, and the Assassins, and you know, everything is true. Nothing is true. Everything is permitted. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a terrible assassin. But I'm not a Templar. Nothing is true. Everything is permitted. And you know how the history plays into the overarching story. And it has this Da Vinci Code type feel to all the other games that I really, 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 really loved. And then you get to Assassin's Creed Odyssey and it's just not so much the animus and it's not so much the, the other stuff and the history and all the things that made it great. It's just kind of focused on this, you know, other this game that just lives inside of ancient Greece. It's and and believe me, that's there's nothing wrong with that. It it just feels like not an Assassin's Creed game. It feels like uh, Horizon Zero Dawn 2. <laughs> It's just without mechanical creatures. It's it it plays just like a game in that genre, like Batman. Uh, the, the Batman Arkham games are very much like this. And you know, it'd be Batman never went into an animus. <laughs> it was you go to Arkham Asylum and you stay on a Arkham Arkham Asylum for twenty hours or so, and ton of fun, but very linear. Lots of great characters, but nothing else to do. Like you know, it's you want you know the formula right in the beginning when you fight the first boss and. And like in the Batman games, and then all of the other bosses just fall in line. It's a formula. Odyssey is is like what that would be without a formula, and and apparently without the the story because the the story was a good story. I'm not gonna tell you it's a bad story and don't play it. I still think it's an excellent game, and you're gonna love the story. And I think I actually ended up getting a good ending, and I was invested in the story, as immersed in the story. It was it was a good good story, but. Everything else was so awesome about the game. I almost expected the, this story to be kind of a JRPG-level story where I was going to cry at the end. It was going to be so awesome. <laughs> um, I, didn't, I didn't feel that way. I almost feel like when the story ended, I was like, it's done? How can it be done? Uh, I just, how could it be done already? So much I didn't do. And then, and then I realized that was by design. The see this game is is made so if you want to be a main story person you can beat it sooner, a lot sooner than I did. Um, but if you want to do if you are interested in the universe so to speak like I am, you can continue and you can do, you can uncover the the corruption I'll say, and you can see you can take the blue pill and see exactly how far the rabbit hole goes. So <laughs> I really liked that about this and uh, the story the main story while that was shorter than I expected uh, if I was able to continue for that 104 hours I kept going and I found that there was a lot of story left to learn and to experience and that made it worth it so in the end my verdict is the main story I gave a B plus so and that's only significant because the art style the gameplay the side quests and the tier and my ranking were all A this is an A-tier game for me. A-A-A across the board. I gave, I deducted it down to B-plus for the main story only because it was, it was shorter than I had expected and I, was, I thought something that was named Odyssey I was going to get like the most epic thing I've ever experienced. But that's probably just my, my expectation a little bit out of control. 
Which is interesting, though, but if you don't localize it to the main story and then you just say it's the story of the game, then it's an A again. So you, if I guess my advice to the, the gamer is if you're going to play Assassin's Creed Odyssey, don't just play after the main story. Put 104 hours in it like me and then experience Ancient Greece to the fullest. The way Ancient Greece was meant to be experienced in a video game. And... The, and I just close with the. This is I love this game so much. It's it's almost perfect in every way, and that is now why I have a mental block on playing the the Phoenix Rising game or what's it called, uh, the Gods and Monsters game that I've wanted to play literally all of 2020, and it got delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed, and then I finally played Odyssey, and now I just don't see how any game can top Odyssey. I think I'm going to wait like maybe six months and then I'll try Immortals Phoenix Rising just because it looks like a ton of fun. But my first impression from just, and this is an impression, is just that it's going to be a game that is trying to do the same thing as Odyssey, just not as good because Odyssey is one of my the best games I've ever played. But that's the great thing about awesome games is they're meant to be other games that will be more awesome. Great, so I'm long-winded, and I really got into it on Odyssey. I had two other topics I'm going to hit kind of quick for you guys. Uh, my second topic was the my Switch playing. I wanted to do a quick update and tell you that I bought Smash Brothers, and I bought the Clubhouse games. <laughs> so when it got to be the January-February time frame, I, I think it was January-February and I bought these games, I'm pretty sure. It was just, I had a hard time in that it's the new year was over, the holidays were over, and all I was left with was my guilt of overeating and trying to lose back some of the weight I gained. And, and honestly, I'm in good shape, guys. I'm, I've, I've, I've achieved that. Uh, but I don't like winter, and I don't like snow, and I don't like the February Valentine's Day thing, and honestly, neither does my wife. <laughs> It's just, uh, it is what it is, and I am, I'm a very much a spring and a summer and a fall kind of person, and we all are in, in my family, so January and February are harder times of year where we shovel snow, and we, we wish that it was warmer out, <laughs> so as I'm saying this because that is what I'm going to blame on why I bought Smash Brothers and Clubhouse games, because I wanted to play some poker, wanted to play some Solitaire, and I wanted to play some Smash Brothers. I wanted to play as Pikachu. <laughs> a lot of fun. Uh, I really liked that game. Uh, it was good, some good button mashing. I'm not good at all, but I've lo unlocked about 50 characters, and I understand that there's like 50 more to go, so <laughs> good times. I'm not going to be done playing with that, though. I, uh, I really like Smash Brothers. I'm also still playing Rocket League. Uh, I started Rocket League in the November time frame, and, you know, just after dinner, when I just need to unwind on a work day, I'll start playing Rocket League, and it's just so therapeutic, just, you can be done in like six minutes, and you can score a bunch of goals, and it kind of fills that void of I'm not playing sports, I'm not playing basketball, I'm not running, I'm not doing anything, and, and I don't have any kind of team engagement. 
and team strategy for some reason rocket league is kind of filling that void it has this this feelings of when i used to play like god of uh, uh not god of war i used to play the, the call of duty <laughs> and and uh other uh, first person shooters i just just uh, drawing a blank what is the, i want to say god of war for some reason but you guys are all laughing because you know what game I'm thinking of. But anyway, haven't played it. It was for the Xbox. I haven't played it in a really long time. It was a fun game. Kind of missed that that kind of multiplayer experience in Horde mode. <laughs> I'll think of it before I end. And also, I'm playing Animal Crossing. I On December the 23rd, I downloaded Animal Crossing, and I started my town. Now it's February 27th. And my town is flourishing. I've paid off my final loan to Tom Nook the Crook. And uh, I am ready for spring. My The snow has melted in my town. And the ground is, is brownish gray. And I can't wait for it to be green. Both in Animal Crossing and out my window. Because I am tired of the dark, dank, and dreary snow. <laughs> so, yes. That is what it is and gears of war is the game i was thinking of <laughs> like i told you i'd think of it and finally i want to wrap up with where i'm at in gaming of course uh my by the next time you hear me in a podcast it might be march might be april might be a little while um might be saint patty's day it might it's probably going to be in, in the april time frame when the cherry blossoms will come and i'll say to you all the cherry blossoms are here and i'm feeling happier but I still don't have a PlayStation 5. It's impossible to get one. I know other people are getting them, and I still have my eye open. But I haven't been able to get one here. And as a result, I am still playing my PlayStation 4. But now I have a decision to make, everyone. I can play my PlayStation 4 and start a new game. Uh, and then if I get a PlayStation 5, I'm going to have started a new PlayStation 4 game. So I need to decide whether I'm going to press to get to PlayStation 5 or I'm going to play another PlayStation 4 game. But I added to my backlog. As you know, in the November time frame, I obtained a PlayStation Plus subscription for 30 bucks for the year. And now my free games that I've accumulated every month has grown again. I have Just Cause 4, Hollow Knight, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, Middle Earth, Shadow of War, and Control Ultimate Edition. So that's one, two, three, four, five games now on my backlog. And at last I checked, $30 into five. That's that's roughly $6 a game if I beat all those games this year. But that's kind of a, a tall order. It's almost like this, these PlayStation Plus games are forming my list for me of what my backlog is. So Control, Just Cause 4, Hollow Knight, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, Middle Earth, Shadow of War. And when you add that to the other games I want to play, Watch Dogs 2, God of War, Watch Dogs 1, Final Fantasy 7 Remake, Xenoblade Chronicles, Rune Factory 4 Special, Genshin Impact, Immortals Phoenix Rising, Watch Dogs Legion, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, well that one's going to wait, and Cyberpunk, and that one's going to wait because it seems like Project Red has bummed everyone out with Cyberpunk. So what do I play next? And that is the question. To, to wrap up this podcast with, what do I play next? I see Control is a 15-hour game, people, so 
control is looks like a good like looks like a winner to me because I can probably wrap up control in about 15 hours. And and then if I get a PlayStation, I'll just play the PlayStation 5 after I beat control. The original plan was to download all these games to the PlayStation off the PlayStation store, put them on my account, and then when I get to PlayStation 5, plug in the PlayStation 5 and then start playing them in addition to all the free games that will come on the PlayStation 5. So I'll have a full library to pick from. As soon as I get my PlayStation 5, I won't even have to buy a game. <laughs> I can just play one of the games that are already available to download. But if I start playing something on my PlayStation 4 now, then I will be set back by the amount of hours. So that's why I'm looking at which game takes what amount of hours. Control is 15 hours, Watch Dogs 2, 31, but if I play like a Just Cause 4, that's 19 for the main story. So I can do like Control or Just Cause 4 and, and play them in reasonable amounts of time. I also thought Hollow Knight would be fun, but that was 55-hour commitment, and I'm like, geez, Louise. Okay, uh, last thing to mention for everyone is that the... Final Fantasy VII Remake, I believe, is coming to PlayStation Plus for free. If I saw the news right, I should be able to download Final Fantasy VII Remake next month. So I'm certainly going to wait a couple weeks before I start a new game. And if it is, in fact, Final Fantasy VII Remake that's free, that is a 43-hour commitment. And it is a game that I wanted to play since last April... So that might make sense as, a, as a sh an easy, sure thing um, as the next game that I play. I might just dive into Final Fantasy VII Remake. I'm kind of ready for a role-playing game. I've played a lot of the Stealth Hunter genre games pretty much since I started the Ghost of Tsushima in the July time frame. So I've, I've been, I am now months in to these you know, sword and hide in the bushes games. And... I'm ready for a good old role-playing game, the full-fledged, turn-based <laughs> role-playing game. Although that's not what uh, Final Fantasy VII is, but it's it's a game where you're going to have to use that phoenix down and that potion. You're going to have to level up and defeat those enemies. So I really liked Final Fantasy XV, as I said, kind of at the beginning of this. So I think the Final Fantasy VII remake is going to be an absolute winner for me. And I think that's where I'm going to leave it, guys. Okay, let's let's see if that's what comes out. And, and of, of course, if you have any comments of what you think I should play next, do not hesitate to let me know. And thank you all for listening. This is Call Sign Hunger Pups signing off. And may you all stay safe. And, and remember, there's always time for video games. Over and out.